Um, for about a year. But prior to that, um, I was doing radio and stuff. I was on like the FM dial in the Bronx and stuff like that, like about 15 years ago, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I've been doing it for a while. I was like managing some artists as well. I've been doing a lot of things in, in you know, in the industry and real estate as well. I was an agent as well. I'm going to be an agent again as well. Um, like in O2, I was an agent. And, you know, I'm going right back in it. Yeah, man. I love real estate, man. It's like your it's like a passion, you know what I'm saying? And you just do you. You know, you don't have to you no know, boss on top of you or anything like that. That's it's it's just freedom. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So we're going to talk about that, gotta, you know? We got to talk. We got to talk. We're going to talk, talk about here, that. So do we talk, you know, separate. But we got to talk because there's another level of freedom in mm. real estate now as well. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. So let everybody know who you are, where you're from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Aziz Shabazz. I'm with EXP Realty. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm also in the financial space as well, coupling it, coupling it with real estate. And I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Okay, amazing. So um, how did you get into real estate? Was it something in your family that you grew up in? Uh, or you just acquired that? How was your upbringing? Yeah, yes and no. Yes how and was your no. upbringing? So, so it wasn't necessarily like I would say in my family, like some people have um, fathers that's doctors in there. Mm -hmm grandfather was a doctor and, and mm -hmm. you know lawyer and lawyer and lawyer, and lawyer. Mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know construction taking over the family business or something no it wasn't definitely wasn't that but could I say that it, it was inspired a little bit by uh, my family I could say that because my aunt she um she was the only one that I knew that really like owned any investment property I had some relatives that uh, well she was the first relative that I saw for a long time that I knew owned investment property. And uh, later I saw my uncle had a, a property as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, she kind of stressed to me the importance of good, good credit. <laughs> Always keep your credit right, mm -hmm. you know, um, and then also um, get you some property. Mm -hmm. So that helped a lot because the first property that I bought back in 2000 and I don't know, six, 2007 or something like that I actually bought with no money down no money out of pocket I actually got a check back for 16k on that wow. first deal. but that was that was when times were different too that was then right yeah it was the times were different in real estate where you could walk away with big chunks of money at the closing table <laughs> there were no guidelines no ceilings where you yeah. could take you know 1500 2k yeah you know, we, you know People were walking away with some big checks. Yeah, yeah. And table, jacking up the price, <laughs> yeah. you know, money back for repairs, you know, all of that. So, yeah, I, I walked away with a big check. But I did do the smart thing. I put the majority of that back into the property to do some okay. things that I wanted to do with it. But I still had a little extra money from that 16 k in my pocket. Um, I think I used it like that to pay down some bills or something. So I was very responsible. Right. Um, so you didn't go out to, to get that new car or that new chain or that new watch or anything like that, right? Nah. I <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I was trying. My whole goal at the time was, because I bought a two-unit my first property, and okay. uh, my whole goal was to live rent-free. Mm. Uh, I wanted to live rent-free 
or drastically reduce the cost of living uh, because rent was so high. And then I like, hey, if I can wipe out rent and wipe out the mortgage, right. you know, why not? Right. So that was my, I wanted to just be debt free. Yeah. That's good. And you know what's also good that you that you had um others to actually teach you this and tell you these things. Because you know, in our culture, we our parents don't even tell you they, they go to work and come home and that's it. You know, so it's good that you had somebody there to actually guide you onto that path. Yeah. So it wasn't really like a coaching or a guiding, it was just No, like, but she told you something, yeah, you know. It was just like repetitive like kept saying it kept saying it like, like the hammer okay. to the tooth the nail just keep yep yep yeah. so so it's stuck you know and that's one thing that i learned too you know i'm a i'm a parent as well right and uh i remember even before i had my daughter i, I always said like you know she she probably not gonna really listen to a lot of stuff i say or i'm gonna think she's not listening to a lot of stuff that i say but if i just keep saying it you know it's gonna stick um, and, and some stuff may come back. So, I mean, that's how it was for me. A lot of people thought I wasn't listening. And uh, I just, I was a kid. I didn't know what to say back. Exactly. You know, God gave me two ears and one mouth. So exactly. I'm just listening. Exactly. And, uh, at some point, it all makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. So how many years have you been in real estate? Uh, about 18 years. 18. Yeah, about 18. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm 40 now. Uh, I bought my first property when I was 23. Okay. So, um, I, I, that's when I started my journey into real estate, but then I ended up getting my license about eight years ago. Okay. Um, so accumulatively with real estate in general. Right. You know, yeah. I bought some more properties. I still have some properties, some mm -hmm. ticks and flips, et cetera. So, uh, but accumulatively uh, uh, about 18 years, almost two decades. Amazing. Congratulations. So you need to tell the world how you did it and how they came to it and not be scared because, you know, we think that, okay, we don't have no money. We didn't have the resources, so we can't do anything, but we can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what's very important uh, is the knowledge, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and really just, I, I didn't, even when I first got into real estate, I didn't have anyone really coach me. I actually went to the library. Mm. I just started reading books on it, right? And then I would search and try to find stuff on Google and things of that nature. But I just really like soaked up all the information that I could, which still probably wasn't enough, but it was enough to get me going. It was enough right. to get me started. And some people don't even like, you don't even have to do all of that of what I did. You know, get you a solid realtor, get you a solid lender. Right. Um, somebody that can just advise you because, you know, they want to advise you on how to get a house. Right. But you, you need someone. You do need someone that you could trust mm -hmm. because you will have some realtors out there. And I hate to give realtors a bad name. Yeah, you know, there's a bad name, but it's a sales business, on, you know, at the end of the day. And you got an individual that wants to make a check sometimes. And. I've heard a lot of stories. The good thing is about it is uh, uh, you, you have clients whose spidey sense kick in. Their radar, sense, their radar kicks in, radar kicks in, and they say, look, this person is just trying to make a sale. Yeah. You know, I'm telling them I want something to move in ready, and there's a hole in the wall, a wire <laughs> hanging, and they're telling me how it'll all be okay. okay. Right? So then they'll, they'll dump that person most time. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's most times. Mm -hmm. Right, but a lot of times I've heard people 
tell me these stories. They dumped that realtor. And then um, when they came and started working with me, they didn't even tell me the story right away. They usually don't tell you the story right away. Yeah, they wait to see how you are. Exactly. And then Mm -hmm. they'll tell you like later in the line, Aziz, you know, I had another realtor and he was just horrible and she was just horrible and this and this and that. You don't do that. You point everything out. You tell us what to look for and walk us through all the steps. And we just, we didn't know anything over there. Wow. So, you know, I'm very thorough with explaining things. Actually, (laughs) two of my clients, um, I, I explained the process throughout the process so well to them, they actually end up going to get their real estate licenses and joining my office. That's dope. That's dope. (laughs) They felt confident. And then I had another, I got another handful of individuals that are like calling me like, Aziz, my friend, they are, they're dealing with this realtor and lender and they told him one thing and I told him that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) And I told him it goes like this, this and that. And and I was right. And I told, you taught me that. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very thorough in the process because if 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 you if you if you withhold things, and it may not even be anything worth withholding, right? But if you just withhold information, mm-hmm. they may feel like there's something they don't know, and that might cause them to back out. Yeah. It might cause them not to move forward with putting putting in the offer because yeah. because you're in a rush because that realtor is in a rush. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but they'll they'll feel uneasy, and it, and it has to be a comfortable process, but. I've got to answer your question, right? Because <laughs> I still haven't answered your question, right? So um, it's very important when people say they don't have money or they, they don't think they can do it or they're not in the best situation. Mm-hmm. Um, m- most people, like when, when we think, when we think that it's something that everybody knows, but they don't know, but we know it because we're in the field right? and, and we just think they know it. Right. A lot of people do not know they can buy a home with a 580 credit score. Right. They do not know that. Right. right? So they're thinking they got to have 700. 750, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like 700 credit score. You don't get a great rate, right? But you can buy with a 580 and still get a good rate. They think, that's the other thing. When they do know that they can buy with a 580, they think they're going to get a very high interest rate. Mm. Oh, you're still going to get a solid rate. FHA back, federally back loan, mm-hmm. they're not going to rip you off. It's going to be a fixed rate. It's not going to be a, a, a variable interest rate where right. it's going to balloon and your payment's going to go up $2,000. Right. right. So it's a it's a miseducation there. And then also um, there's a lot of people that don't um, know about down payment assistance mm-hmm. as well um, where their down payment can actually be covered. And then the majority of people that start buying a home know nothing about seller credits, yeah. right? Like yeah. they have no idea between down payment assistance and the seller credit, they could potentially be coming to the table with no money yeah, out of pocket, right? Yeah. So yeah, just get with someone that that knows how the, how the game goes. Right. So like say the 580 credit score, right? Um, what will be like the monthly payment? And I, I, I know you can't say the exact, but like just a you know scale of it, you know, because 
It's just not mortgage. You have mortgage, you got tax, you got your water, you got your light, you got this, you have that. So it's just not the mortgage. You know, people think that it's just only mortgage, but you have other things that go along with the mortgage that adds up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and what you're talking about is uh, pity, P-I-T-I, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance that can all be put into one payment and that's mm -hmm. going to be your escrow. Okay, P-I-T-I, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. Okay, now the mortgage payment will vary. And it's going to vary because the purchase price, right? Mm -hmm. uh, someone that buys a home for 150000 will not get the same mortgage as somebody who bought a home for 400000 Right. Also, the interest rate, what interest rate you receive. Uh, majority of buyers are FHA. Right now, there's a FHA program, 580 credit score. Uh, the rate is somewhere around like 5.5 five or something like that. Uh -huh. It's actually beating out. Like the the IDA uh, program is actually beating out the conventional, not the, con I don't want to say conventional mm -hmm. because that's a different type of loan, but I'll say traditional mm -hmm. loan that an individual could get that's FHA that's not within the IDA program. Now, typically, like in the past, we've seen that the down payment assistance program will, and, I, I, and look, I'm not talking about rates because I'm not licensed as right. a loan officer. Yeah. You got to give that disclosure. Yeah. I'm just talking about Please. what I heard, okay? <laughs> Don't hold me to this Please. because I'm not licensed, right? Because I that technically I'll be out of compliance. You already know, yeah. Right? But typically what I've seen is the down payment assistance programs have higher rates than the traditional FHA, but now... Uh, I'm seeing that the F, the IDA programs is having better rates and lower rates than the traditional route. So going after down payment assistance can actually benefit someone uh, as far as the rate of what mm -hmm. I'm seeing with some particular lenders. Okay. Now there are some drawbacks with uh, the down payment assistance programs is that there's going to be a stricter debt to income ratio, meaning they won't be able to afford as much home if they versus if they went the traditional route versus the down payment assistance, they're gonna uh, 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 um, uh, throttle that purchase power back a little bit because it's a government back loan FHA. They want to make sure you're buying a house that's safe and sound, in decent condition. Okay. They also want to make sure you're gonna be able to pay the mortgage because those things that you talked about—the water, the light, the gas—yeah. <laughs> are not calculated in the debt-to-income ratio right. because they don't show on your credit report. Right. So those bills, when people look at their bills and they say, I got a light bill, a gas bill, I got a phone bill, I got groceries, I got gas that I put in my car, I I'm not going to be able to afford anything. Well, no, they're not going to count that. They're only right. going to count the debt that shows up of what you pay monthly out every month on your credit report. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So um, let's get into this. I just want to ask this question real quick. Do you think it's okay to buy a house before or after you um, get married? Whoa, you could hit me with some different questions. <laughs> so is it is it is it okay? Yeah, should someone buy a house before? Yeah, or, or should or right? You know, is it? best to do like after, you know, to combine together or prior. I, I see some people do it prior and then they get married. You know what I'm saying? 
I see that a lot. Yeah, a okay, lot. So, so, so and people can some... nose up to that. I, I don't see why. So, and this question can go a lot of ways, right? So, but okay, if you're gonna buy a house before you get married, um, consider um, what, what you what your long term goals are. Right. If, if you feel if you think, hey, I'm going to get married, I'm probably going to buy something else, et cetera. Uh, think about where you're buying. Think about, you know, the equity that you will have in that house when you get ready to sell. Ask these questions to a real estate agent like, hey, if I sold in two years, if I sold in five years, whatever your personal game plan is, what would my equity look like? Right. Would I be able to walk away? Potentially. Now, you can't, right. we can't predict the market, but, right. you know, potentially, what would my equity look like? Uh, how soon would I be able to sell? and walk away without, you know, even if I walked away even because there's going to be fees when, when it comes to closing, right? Yeah. So you got to take those in consideration right. as well when it comes to selling your home. Right. So you, you want to have enough equity to at least cover the fees when it comes to selling your home. But then also you might say, hey, what would it take? How many years would I potentially have to stay in this house to sell it and then break even with the fees or to profit, you know, 10, 15K, whatever the case may be, like, that's a question that has to be asked if you plan a sale or you say, hey, well, maybe I, I, I don't I don't trust the market as far as like having the equity. I don't want to bank on that if my house is going to appreciate quick enough for me to break even with, over the next year or two. Because appreciation happens, but it's not like your house is going to be worth 30, 40K in one year, right? right. It, take, it takes time, it right. years over time. So the other thought, depending on a person's individual plan might be, well, uh, maybe I'll get a property that's an investment property. Mm -hmm. So even if I decide to get married and buy a home, then I'll still keep this property. This right. be an investment property for me and my family. Right. Now that's one side of the question. Right. There's another side of the question where you say, okay, should we both go on a loan? Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, <laughs> well, I'm getting that. <laughs> if, 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 if one, in my opinion, if one individual can go on a loan by themselves, even uh -huh. if married, uh -huh. they go on the loan by themselves, right? Um, and, 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 and that's one individual on a loan. Well, that's one credit report that's showing the debt. Because let's yeah. say if your mortgage is 1500 a month and you got a husband and wife, they both on a loan together. Well, that debt is going to show up as $1,500 on the husband's and it's going to show up as $1,500 on the wife's. Right. It will not be split in half, $750, Right. So that's more debt that's actually being put on the couple Okay. when it really it really doesn't need to be put on there together. Okay. 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 So, and there are some other benefits too um, when it comes to, you know, purchasing and down payments and things mm -hmm. of that nature. But talk with your realtor. Uh, about that, or, or or call me, I'll give you the sauce. <laughs> call Keisha, because Keisha's about to get her license and she's about to come join me at EHP. Yeah, I'm putting it out there. <laughs> I'm manifesting. <laughs> oh, gosh. So you're only in, into real estate, no um, crypto, nothing like that, just real estate, right? That's your key thing is real estate. Yeah, well, real estate and then, um, you know, because real estate is everything right me. you know multi-millionaires and billionaires have lots of their money in real estate and if it's worked for them then why wouldn't it work for right. anyone else but i'm also in um i have a financial 
coaching team um, where we help individuals with personal credit because that ties into individuals not being able to get pre-approved. Okay. Right? So we help them clean up their credit. And what's this What's this company's name? Novate. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So That's crazy because my daughter's name is Nolay. Oh, for real? <laughs> hey, the energy. That's why we connected. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, um, okay. Yeah, so we help with personal credit restoration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we help to build uh, personal credit also. Okay. Um, we have a program actually that we can put individuals' rent payments onto their credit reports, right? Because a lot of people are renting right. and they think it's re- That's another misconception. How this got, I guess because people kind of like assume this uh-huh. because you go get a car, big bill goes on your credit. You uh-huh. go get a credit card, big bill could be a big bill. Hopefully it's not a big bill. Right. You shouldn't be using your credit cards to actually buy stuff. You should right. be using your credit cards to bill. Right. You, should, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't buy anything on your credit card that you can't pay off the right. moment you get that bill. So you shouldn't have a big bill. But you go get a furniture, furniture bill, big bill, monthly bill, right? So here's the biggest bill that you have is your rent mm. for where you live, $1,200, $1,500, $1,600, $2,000 a month. They assume is getting reported to their credit. And it doesn't. And it's not. And why is that? Because it's not mandatory that anyone reports anything to credit. It's actually a benefit. It could be a gift and a curse, right? So it's a benefit for these companies. Um, to, to say, hey, if everybody's, if all the car companies are saying, we're going to put this on your credit so you'll build good credit history, et cetera, be able to get lower interest rates, et cetera. And then you got these other companies over here that's selling cars and they say, well, we don't, we're not going to report anything. <laughs> but then they're not going to want to buy a car from you because I want to, I want somebody that's going to report it. I know how poor your credit is. Right. It could be a curse if you don't pay your bill on time. Right. Now your credit score is going down. Right. But it's not mandatory for anybody to report credit. So when you have landlords mm-hmm. uh, with their private properties, it's not mandatory that they report that. Now, some will, some that's operated by management companies, things of that nature, right. they will, because then that's a way to entice people too to come in and say, hey, we're going to report this to your credit report, and okay. uh, which, which is a gift. It could be a curse because <laughs> if you don't pay, now it's on your credit, and now we're going to take you to court, and you have to pay us to get it off your credit and pay us how much. So it's an incentive. So it's just how you it's how you look at it. It's so, so, yeah, we can help people build credit. That's one way we can help them build credit. But also we help individuals build, build and establish business credit, even establish LLCs. And then also we help individuals with business loans Mm. Cash advance, startup capital to be able to start up a business. Could have just got their uh, LLC or EIN number yesterday. Mm-hmm. You, can, you have an option to get them a loan, uh, but also we have options to uh, help individuals buy property in their business name and EIN number, which is a business loan for real estate for investment property versus a traditional loan of. Uh, of buying real estate under your social, two different things. Right, right. Yep, so both spaces. And yeah, I um, also heard that it's best to actually, even when you have a vehicle, to put it on your company's name as well, not on your personal name. So I guess it has the benefits and stuff like that with it. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, anytime you have an LLC, anything that's business use, you want to try to put it under your business name. For one, it's going to protect you against liabilities too. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then there's tax deductions. Now you can still take the tax deductions, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you're a sole proprietor, Mm -hmm. but it's better to be a business like LLC, maybe getting taxes as corp or Mm -hmm. C corp, or you know, you 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 still want to. You know, because then you can avoid the self-employment tax if you're established business. And um, you can put more things in your business name, uh, protect yourself against liabilities. And, um, you know, people want to sue. Sometimes they want to sue. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's better to have that protection. We even help people establish trust because uh, LLC, actually, the, you know, you're protected by the corporate veil. Right. But um, that corporate veil can be pierced. Right. And, you know, they're going to see if you're co-mingling funds, et cetera. If they really want to pierce the corporate veil, they're going to try to find a way. Yeah. If they get through that, then they can get to you and to your personal assets. Mm-hmm. But with a trust, see, a trust is so powerful, it actually makes you disappear. So if you have property in your LLC name, they'll see the property. They'll see that it's under the LLC and, and they'll see you. But if you had a trust... And you have the property in a trust name, they'll see the property, they'll see the trust, but they can't see you. And how can you sue something you can't see? You see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's a loophole. That's what they be going through and stuff like that. We just have to educate ourselves. Did you did you did you know? Look, I'm gonna give you a fact that a lot of people don't know. A trust is so powerful. Did you know Chase Bank is a trust? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Trust? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's not legal entities. It's yes. not even legally. It's, these are these are legal agreements. Yes, legal entities. They're legal agreements because the, the trust, the, the constitution, the constitutional laws based around trust was written before the constitution, <laughs> right? Because we gained our independence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we what? Okay, so what are we? We're the child of mm-hmm. England, Britain, right? We're the, we're the right. child of that, right. right? We gained our independence. We separated from royalty lineage. And what do they have? Right. They have uh, crests, family crests, right. bloodlines, right. right? So we just borrowed that and tweaked it a little bit and made it America. Mm. Mm. Yep. So it's a, lot of, it's a lot of information out there that we could use to our advantage. We just have to educate ourselves because most of us, especially in the minority communities, right, did not have anyone to educate us beforehand. So you hear people saying a lot of times, uh, break the generational curse. They always right? say so, that, but the curse is going on still. <laughs> they always well, say well, that. But, but, but the thought of even to say that quote, right. the reason why it's there. Because this is the first opportunity or the best situation we've been in to break it. Right. Right. I mean, because you got to think about the errors we've been through, right? We've been through slavery, yeah. right? And I don't want to take it down that line, but I'm just saying, right? We've been through slavery. We've been through, uh, uh, of course, racism, mm-hmm. heavy racism. Mm-hmm. Right? We've been through um, brutality, uh, the, 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 the heroin epidemic. Uh- We've been through the, the, the crack epidemic, yeah. right? So when you look at it, really the civil civil war, civil rights war, right, or civil rights movement, right? So when you look at it, this is really, we still deal with some things that we've always dealt with, mm-hmm. but not to the same degree, to the right. same extent. This is really like the 
the 80s and 90s, 2000s generation is really the first era out of all of the, the stuff, the, 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 you know? Yeah. So, so this is why people say, well, why do I have to be the one to break the generation? <laughs> you don't have to be, but you're just in a situation to be able to do so. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. And we we got to teach our kids, too, because, like, my son, he he's 12. He's learning finance and stuff like that, you know. And it's not the school, you know what I'm saying, because it's the parents. If the school is not teaching, parents must teach. Yeah. Simple, yeah. you know, but. um, I have my theories about school, too, you know. My son is homeschooled, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. School, school, like. Every person that's born, every person that's born is a dollar sign. Yes. Right? They put yes. a they put a stamp on us. It's called a social security number. Yes. Yes. That <laughs> that's number. our barcode, yes. right? Yep. That's our barcode. Every social yep. security number is worth a certain dollar amount. Every lifespan is worth a certain dollar amount. Mm-hmm. So now that we set into this system, right? Even daylight savings time, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as daylight savings time. Thank so you. They move the time and thank order you. To, to, to make it easier for the work day. Thank right? you. <laughs> so, so, so now it's been so it's been so set in place and so systematic for so long that even now when you when a woman is pregnant with a baby, the baby starts getting put on that same time schedule. Eight hour work day, sleep day, sleep time. Eight hour work day, sleep time, right? So now we come out and then they put us into school, which is set up like a work. Exactly. Like we, they're, they're putting us in this routine and they're not teaching us things that's actually going to help us to generate income, right? Like, like teach us the things that we need to actually survive out here, right? Let we me tell you something. My son is 12 and he's done a finance and emotional learning. Because when you go outside, you, you need to know how to deal with people emotionally because there's so many people of backgrounds, races, creed. You need, to, you, you need your emotions, how to deal with them. So they don't teach that, you know what I'm saying, at all. You know, that's dealing with the world when you go outside. You know, yeah. not just the four square walls in your, in your classroom. They don't yeah. teach that. Finance, about money, about your credit, they don't teach that stuff. What, what, what was the most you learned about finance in grade school? I didn't learn anything about that. I learned about finance in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, in grade school, they had us write a, this is, this is, this, like, understand. What they taught about uh, us about finances was how to write a check, how to balance a checkbook. Okay. Right? But when the bank is the worst place to keep our money. Exactly. Right? Think about it, like, when we sign off to put our money in the bank to keep it safe, well, I can keep my money safe and buried in my backyard. I can go get exactly. a safe deposit box, etc. Yeah. But they're using our money to go out and invest it. Yes. They go out and make 10% and then what do they pay us? Yes. 0.01%. Yes. Right? So what they're training us to do is... Uh, uh, um, put your money in the bank so we can go make more money with it. But this mm-hmm. is gonna, this is how you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Look, look. Even I got another theory. Video games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Video games. What do video games teach you to do? Play games. Get caught mm-hmm. up in it. What's mm-hmm. the What's the video game for an adult if they're not playing video games anymore? It's the casino. That's the video game. That's Play the adult money. video yeah. game. To take yeah. your money. Waste your money, yeah. <laughs> take your time, 
right? By playing these games, right? Become a slave to the games, yeah. unless you're using it to make money somehow, yeah. right? Right? Because if now if they occupy your time, you can't use that time to be resourceful. And then when you grow older, you already become like this addiction to video games. The exactly. next level, the graduation from that is the casino. <laughs> <laughs> These are just my theories. I, I know I'm like all way off to the left, but it's just yeah. the truth, though. It's the yeah. truth. We we can't survive off of um history, you know, so, social studies and algebra equations. Like, what? I'm not using that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's good information just to know. Like, it's good information. Like, yeah, hey, but come on. fill my brain with. But every single day, when's the last time you actually did an equation? Other than math, division, <laughs> addition, subtraction. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And no parentheses, no XYs, there's nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a waste of time. And we need to actually get into the groove of actually owning things, owning um, communities, just like how the Asians have them, the Italians have them. You know what I'm saying? Caucasians yeah. have them. You know what I mean? We yeah. need that. We need that. But then why is it so hard for us to do that? You know what I'm saying? Because we still trying to break a generational curse. Is that too? But it's also the government as well. It's so hard to actually actually do things as well because they when you go in, they look at you like, ugh, you. Well, well, that's because we don't band together. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't band together because if you think about it, we don't really need the government if we band it together. If we band together as community, because we spend a lot of money in <laughs> in, in, in you know in the world and marketplace. I've heard that we was the we was the we was the only race that I think um spent more on Mercedes Benz last year. The black race wore more Mercedes Benz last year than any other race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we are we see we a culture of being flashy as mm-hmm. well. That's our natural culture, but at the same time, you know, we've been disbanded for so many years yeah. that this is just it's a small amount of time for us to regain. Breakthrough. Our, our sense of culture, our sense of roots, you know, and you know, it has to start at some point. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that it hasn't started already, you know, before our our timeline, right. before our time here on this earth, but it's so many disconnected parts. It's like if you buy a bag of Legos and you dump them all out, none of them are connected. You got to bring them all back together, you know, and, and actually make something out of it. Of it, yeah. That's mm-hmm. just going to take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, it's been good talking to you. Um, you in Chicago, you say? Chicago, yeah. Chicago, Chi-Town. So, I know I'm in New York, but, you know, it's a worldwide thing. So let everyone know where they can contact you, whether they want to buy properties or, you know, um, do the LLC with you and stuff like that. Because you can have somebody from New York call you. They probably want to do a property, you know, buy property down there. You never know. Yeah. yeah, well, actually, you know, even with the financial side, the business loans, the LLCs, all of that, personal credit, everything that we do to help, that we do that in all 50 states. And then when it comes to real estate, um, I have a network of agents in all 50 states as well. So, oh, um, you are. Go, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you have to be because technology has opened up to where right. we can have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? We're in different time zones. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, 
I'm time traveling because I'm in your time zone. You time zone. You in my time mm-hmm. zone. We just on this, you know, on on a Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when technology moves that way, you gotta broaden your business and scale your business right. to where you use platforms. If somebody wants a home loan, we can help them in all fifty states. Oh, okay. So we have to broaden our systems right. and scale our businesses to be able to handle, uh, you know, what technology is is giving us and it's taking it. advantage of. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, where can you find me? Yes. Um, one place, very simple. www.coachaziz.info. www.coach. A as in apple, Z as in zebra, I as in igloo, Z as in zebra, dot info. And you can find links to everything that I'm doing and also all my social media links as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for um, coming on to the platform, the Snatchy Lifestyle Podcast. I appreciate you. You've got to come back. I need you to come back, talk some more about real estate. Um, because we just need to own properties. We we really need to own properties and just stop renting. And we can yeah. do it. Yeah. We can do yeah. it. And you the guy because you all 50 states. So you the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. I got I got somebody that can help you no matter what you, what state you're in. And, and how about your IG? My yep. IG is all if you if they go to that link, they'll they have everything IG. there for you. Okay, everything, cool. Everything. My IG is actually just my name, but the letter N, my middle initial is N. So it's Aziz and Shabazz. So it just it's really easy to find. You just type my name and Google me. Yeah. Everything will just pop up from there. Thank so, you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. I definitely appreciate you having me on. Uh it's been great. Uh, you know, it's been fun. And we definitely can talk some more about real estate because we didn't really just like hone in on it. We yeah. Talking, uh, this just turned into a conversation. Yeah, we went all <laughs> over, but we well, we touched topics that needed to be touched as well, you know, because yeah. it's, it's, it's hard out there. It's rough out there. <laughs> yeah. It's rough yeah. out there, you know, so, but I thank you. And um, so next time, maybe next month or something, come on and just talk about um, what's going on with your company and stuff like that and how you can actually help others as well. Um, so wait a minute. So if I give you clients from New York, say like for, you know, to help um, build their credit and stuff like that, you're able to yeah. do that from where you're at? You you have agents in New York or you just do it from yeah, there? So, yeah, so I just do that from here. Okay. Like, um, let's say if, so, so like if somebody wanted a business loan or build business credit, et cetera, I could just do that from here, right? Okay. Um, but if someone wanted to actually physically buy a property, uh, we have lenders that uh, can help them in all 50 states okay. um, because they work a lot of times off the laptops, cell phones, et cetera. You know how lenders work. Yeah. They can go everywhere. But <laughs> realtors, they need to be, we need to be there, right? Yeah. So I'll be able to connect them with a lender in my organization um, that's there, you know, and be able to show them houses. Okay. Uh, that's um, what I want to know because... I do have some folks who like to um, buy property and stuff in, in other states, you know, and I heard that Chicago is kind of the go-to state as well to buy property, you know. Um, uh, Chicago is getting I, a little expensive, though, but... Yeah, but a lot of people, they find properties down there. Something's yeah. going on. It's something yeah, going so, on I mean, Chicago is Chicago. It's a major hub. It's a major city. It's jobs here. It's, you know, sports teams and it's like a beautiful skyline. You know, okay. so Chicago is events here. It's, you know, it's 
Chicago is still like a tourist spot too. Mm. Uh, so there's people buying here. A lot of people are buying um, Texas, uh, Georgia. Um, you got people relocating out of California to Florida, right? So, but they're coming to Chicago too. But um, you know, a lot of people going south as well. Yeah, let me ask you a question. For instance, in New York, you said a uh, three bedroom in New York is about twenty five hundred. Okay, that's in the hood. <laughs> in the hood, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, what's location? The hood. <laughs> I I know what the hood is. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, how many square feet? Probably about a thousand. Okay, okay, thousand okay. square feet, twenty five hundred in the hood. Right. Okay. How much is it out there? Man, you might be able to get a spot for twelve hundred, thirteen hundred in the hood. Yeah, and you might be able to find something that's not so much in the hood for that price, depending uh -huh. if you find the right landlord. 1500 maybe not in the hood. You want to go nice? Maybe now you're looking at the 2000 2500 That's like in like that. the suburbs in your area, in your town. Yeah, that's, that's the suburbs. More like suburbs. I mean, to be honest, when you get to that price, though, you could probably just get you a nice townhome. You see, New York yeah, is upstairs, like... Downstairs, but, but our prices, right? Now, now, now compare New York to Atlanta. Uh huh. I, and in I Georgia, have. right now, I now have. like that, like that, they're looking like they would look at, they would look at our or Texas, they would look at our prices in uh, or rental prices or home prices in Illinois as expensive. So, man, New York is like. Let me tell you something. Three times as much. Twenty five hundred, like I said, yeah, in the hood, okay. And then you go to Georgia, you get a full house. Yeah. Rental property, full house, no neighbors next to you, front back of you for twenty five hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you, I don't you, understand you can, it. You can get a house up here too for twenty five hundred. Really? It's gonna be, yeah, but it's gonna be in Georgia. It's gonna be a bigger house. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's gonna be a bigger house. You know, you're gonna be living good. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but you can still find something solid here in um. In, in Chicago, yeah, you wouldn't be living in a twenty five hundred a month. You would not be living in an apartment unless you're downtown. Downtown you, area, okay. The high rise buildings, right? Some views of the city because you're on the thirty third floor or something. That's about ten thousand over here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's in I the city. Of, I watch some of those shows. I see. Them. Let me tell you something. This um. There's a property, a building not too far from me, right? And a two bedroom in that building goes for about forty five hundred dollars per month. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Yeah. This is New York. This is, New York. This is why people are going outside, stealing from the bodegas, stealing the food, stealing all that because it's just so expensive to even pay rent. Yeah, if it's that expensive, see, but people grow up with it, so that's what they know. Right. Um, but, man, if it's that hard living, it's just better to move. Better that's what it is, because if you're, if you're paying that on rent, how much you paying for mortgage? Yeah. <laughs> New York is for, you know, those that are in business, that's doing well, that their job is there. You know, there's a lot of stockbrokers and things that right. reside in New York. Like, that's really what New York is for. 
you know, individuals that, you know, are doing well in their job keeps them there. Other than that, like, with the, with the cost of living, you don't think New York is, is the best place for cost of living, right? No, I, I don't. I don't think I. And then the weather is like Chicago weather, pretty much. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like what's yeah, it's a like if the, now you got the price of living is high and you got snow. Yeah. Like, I I think people are just so accustomed to New York because it's like a little bit more free per se. You know, it's like the rules. Is that? It's a little bit different because when you go to those other states, those southern states, it, it starts to become a little KKK-ish and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's what yeah. deters some of us New Yorkers. You know, yeah. Yeah. there's some, there's some, there's some states weed is not legal. Everybody wants to smoke weed, so they, they, they you know, they ain't going there because they won't get arrested yeah, and stuff like that. It's, it's legal in a lot of places now. Where? Chicago is legal. Huh? Chicago is legal. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been legal for it's not legal in Georgia. <laughs> no, it's not legal in Georgia. Oh. Well, um, <laughs> if I'm being honest, <laughs> I don't smoke. I don't smoke anymore. I long time ago. But if I'm being honest, people smoke weed illegally for a long time. So. Yeah, right. But now I guess they just want to smoke out in public. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. But that's just what's going on, man. I mean, the price is just too, too high. And I, I, I don't know what's going to happen next, you know, because real estate is, is going to keep rising. The rent is going to keep rising. The mortgage, I think, is going to keep rising. Everything's going to go up and up and up. And it's going to leave us black and brown people out the window. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think it's going to be a crash. But, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised not for this reasons, not for COVID or anything, or the way the economy is right now. I don't think it'll be a crash there, but for this right now, uh, they're adjusting the rates and everything to like kind of slow down, you know, the boom that was happening. Uh, but but I wouldn't be surprised if another inflation did, ha- uh, another crash did happen for a reason. Right. Because if you if you if you think like this. Yeah, a lot of people lost houses. A lot of people went broke, bankrupt, foreclosure. But a lot of people made a lot of money when that happened. You know, and a lot of people added an extra zero or two to their net worth. Right? They went they went from six digits to seven. Yes. You know, so if it was that good. Right, like I don't know about like I just use common sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you have Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, yeah. and the food was that good, you gonna go back for a second plate. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may not be the smartest man in the world, <laughs> but I know. They say, "Why you 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 eating that? You ain't even hungry. It was just good." Yeah. You going you gonna do this again and let this happen to the economy and it ain't even work. You don't even need the money. It was just it was so good. So I wouldn't be surprised, man. Um, because that that like made millionaires. It's a yeah. It's so, a all we can do though is knowing that that could happen again is be prepared. Get you mm-hmm. a few prop when that does if that does happen. Mm-hmm. Have your money right. Have your credit right. Right. So when that time comes. At least you can pick up something and, and add another zero to your right, right. Yeah. Wow. 
Thank you, Aziz. I know we I talk to you all night about <laughs> so many things. <laughs> I'm gonna um email you too as well and ask you a few things. I want to test some things on you know, ask you a few things, whatever, but I emailed you know, those questions that I have to ask you. And um thank you again. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, and I'll see you soon. See you soon. And don't forget.